Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi Cadmore, an award-winning business mindset, fertility coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a business coach and consultant to agencies, best-selling author and mum to two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. This week, Helen and I are delighted to be joined by the lovely Alison Thompson. So this is a very different episode this week, as you will hear. So let me just tell you a little bit about Alison first. Alison has worked in HR, that's where she her career started, and she actually specialised in recruitment for 20 years. However, for the last two years, Alison has focused more and more on supporting her son with his very fledgling music career, which is singing specifically. And if anyone hasn't heard, um, it's Cormac Thompson. And this has involved lots of driving around to get to various concerts, competitions and many recording sessions. He has appeared on uh, programmes such as BBC Young Choirster, Choirster of the Year and Britain's Got Talent. And he even did a performance in the Royal Albert Hall, which I watched and was very, very amazing. Um, and she's also just spending her time and her energies in supporting him to build an online fan base through YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music and all his social media platforms. So welcome, Alison. Lovely to have you here with us today. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. welcome. And for anyone that doesn't know, we're actually, we're keeping it in the family this week because Alison's actually my cousin. So uh, we've never had a family member on before, so this is very exciting. (laughs) We've never had family. No, we haven't. No. No. So Alison, give us a bit of an insight here. So you know, that's quite a change you've had from recruitment into the music industry. So let us know, how did that come about then? Well, it was all really as a result of COVID. And as with a lot of things in the music industry, it was kind of for Cormac, really, it was right place, right time. And Mm. we had done a recording or several recordings actually for my mum back in Northern Ireland, who Jane also knows. Um, (laughs) And we were they used to come and visit quite a lot but of course when covid happened they couldn't come anymore and she's mm. not exactly um a young lady my mum she's getting on a little bit now sorry mother and from there <laughs> hope she's not listening <laughs> <laughs> well she might you never know um but Cormac used to sing for her all the time when they used to come over and that couldn't happen anymore so we ended up where I got this uh, idea that we could do some YouTube uh, stuff for Cormac and for mum so that my mum could go onto YouTube and watch because we used to try and do singing live on Zoom, which was a complete disaster. Um, it was then great where we tried it on FaceTime with the iPad, but unfortunately my mum fell asleep in the garage, which was cunningly disguised as her son room. And had smashed into several pieces which it had already done my dad had fixed it three or four times and it was really beyond repair at that stage so she was then resorting to her laptop and of course really the the easiest thing was YouTube so I then posted a a video of Cormac Mm. singing a a very classical song actually called um, Hear My Prayer which is written by Mendelssohn when he was in his full sort of Mm. treble singing you know a way up here kind of voice 
and it was seen by an A&R person at Decca Records and how she found my email address I've no idea but I got an email and it was one of those sort of was it said um, Cormac Inquiry and I thought oh god what have I written off about now thinking it was me making an inquiries for Cormac to do something when in actual fact it was about somebody in <laughs> about Cormac so I started the email thinking you know I don't remember writing to somebody called Helen what's this and that's how it all came about really it went from there he did some more we had a chat several zoom chats a bit like this one we had a chat on the phone we introduced him to Cormac then we went to London he had to go to a studio there he did sort of screen tests and interviews and various things like that and that was all some sort of May until July of 2020. Trying to get accommodation in London in June in 2020 was completely impossible. Mm. Thankfully, I found yeah. a friend of mine who was able to actually... Um, at one stage, I was going to hire a camper van and we were going to sleep on the street. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, I didn't need to do that. Uh, a friend of mine, bless him, he actually had a flat which he used to rent out and he was trying to sell it and it was empty. So he very kindly let us stay in the flat. Thank you, Shane. And it was great. So it really all just went from there. And it's been a very incredible journey. I think it's not been without its stresses um, on many different levels, Mm. Uh, but really the fun and the experiences that Cormac has had and that we have had as a family as a result of all of that really have been quite spectacular. And, you know, our yeah. lives really have changed, never mind his. And But, you know, he's a boy. And boys' voices, when they are 12, are not the same as when they are 16. So <laughs> we are currently um, now going through that whole Cormac used to sing away up here and now he's singing away down here. <laughs> going to be a very interesting sort of 12 to 18 months, I think, for all of us. So yeah. that's really nutshell <laughs> the journey. Yeah. That's amazing. Your journey has- Such an amazing yeah. journey. And, and we were just saying before we started recording about um, the positive things to come out of of you know, COVID and the pandemic and what a positivity, you know, what a positive story that is. And I love the fact that your mum just fell asleep though. It's just such a, such a mum thing to do, isn't it? Such a mum thing to do. So, yeah. And, you know, just really interesting actually, you know, um, Connie, you said he was 12 at the time. So I write 12. Um, you know, what, what's it been like for him? You know, I appreciate what you've done but for a 12 year old boy in in lockdown I'd love to know what sort of his his take on all this has been well I think for Cormac it's been it's it's funny you know as an adult you look at these things very differently and Mm. because he was so young I think he really sort of it wasn't that he thought it was normal by any means. He realised that it was a really big deal. And apart from anything else, yeah. we told him that it was a really big deal. But I mm. think it was, he was not at school. So we had to keep everything a secret, you know, and we yeah, first were contacted. <laughs> so from May until October, when they announced it, that mm. was whenever, you know, we had to keep it a secret. He was not at school 
And from there, it was a case of having to really manage his expectations as to, you know, when you go back to school, you can't tell anybody what you've been doing for the last however many months. And then we had to take time off to go and do the music videos. So we had to tell lies. Mm. And, you know, I was encouraging my child to tell lies, you know, having spent 12 years <laughs> saying, don't tell um, You know, we then had to say, it's okay to tell lies. So, you know, we did actually say, you've always told me not to tell lies, mommy. So, you know, that was an interesting conversation. Um, So for him, really, I think, you know, the majority of his friends have been very supportive. You do get the odd one, you get the jealous one, mm. you get the one that doesn't quite understand. I think there's also the element of the fact that he yeah. was singing in his treble voice, you know, in that higher voice. So some boys find that very funny. But I think the whole experience, you know, and the fact that it has opened so many doors, you know, he's got to sing on television, mm. he's got to be interviewed, you know, we had a very... Uh, we I think we had the most famous caravan kitchen blind in England at one point because <laughs> when we were doing our uh, interviews, you know, we, we went to school uh, quite far away from us because of the singing. He used to go to boarding school. So what happened then was, of course, I used to have to get him out of school. I used to go and pick him up. We used to have a mad dash back to Brenda. That was the caravan. Um, Brenda. <laughs> All self-respecting caravans need to have a name. Ours was Brenda. Oh, and, absolutely, you know, yeah. We even did an interview for um, ABC in Australia, which was sort of 10 mm. o'clock at night for us, and it was their morning show the following day. You know, and yeah. Cormac used to just literally, he would have stayed in Brenda with us and then gone back to school the following morning, you know, and he would have sat down and done chemistry, having chatted to the, you know, good morning, whatever Australia thing is called. And, you yeah. know, that, that was really weird. And I always remember one of his teachers saying, you know, Cormac came into my class once and I asked him why he was late. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I was doing, yeah. uh, you know, a television interview in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for a minute, that can't possibly be true. And then he thought, well, actually, it's Cormac. He said, and he just sat down and carried on with his lesson as if he had been to the dentist. Completely normal. Um, yeah, completely normal. What brilliant kid to keep it like that because we knew it wasn't yeah. going to last you know we knew it was only going to be a a nice thing to have for a short period of time and it was really important to us as his parents to make sure that he didn't get carried away with himself either because you know yeah it would have been easy to do um because you know when everybody's telling you how wonderful you are all the time and you're 12 it's difficult not to really yeah um it's a really fine balance because you don't want to spoil the fun and the fact that everybody thinks you're wonderful, but you equally need to then think about, well, in six months' time, that's not necessarily going to be what everybody's telling you, not because you're not mm. fabulous anymore, but that's just because of, that's show business. And yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it is a very difficult industry. You know, we knew nothing mm. about industry when we started to do this absolutely nothing I didn't even have a Spotify account I couldn't have even told you how to stream a song you know um I still had my CDs you know I mean and I think from that <laughs> don't um, we all I've still got lots of CDs 
You were going to say a tape player then. I was going to say, right, Alison, I'm not sure. We've moved on some tapes. But CDs, I think a lot of people still have CDs, so you're all right we there. Do, we do. I, I, well, I think really fun. interesting that you've, just, you've mentioned that. I was I only just about worked out how to, you know, pair the phone to the car to play the phone music through the stereo in the car, you know, and it, it is very modern, obviously. I mean, it wasn't modern music, really, that he was doing. It was classical crossover was the sort of official genre. But, you know, he had an album mm. of the week on Classic FM. He had... Um, he went into the classical charts at number 11, you know, so he really did do very, very well with his album. But again, it was yeah. then always only ever going to be a flash in the pan. And then it was a decision that we had to make. Well, what do we do now? You know, the album did well but it didn't do well where they wanted to you know they were beating down the door to do a second album so then it was a case yeah. of well do we do we stop you know do we not mm. make any more recordings so there was lots yeah. and lots of things really to mm. consider and we ultimately I mean as Jane knows now we decided not to stop because <laughs> we thought well you know, we may as well give it a go and see how we get on. And we've actually, the social media profile that we have built has been us. That was, none of that was on the back of the album. He didn't have social media accounts when he did the album. So yeah. the that we did all that. Well, I did it and Cormac did, did it, you know, it was a case of, you know, yeah. how do we, do this? you know, so it was learning mm. by rope, really. It was research. It was, youtube videos that we watched it was you know how do you yeah. do all this? and then it was all in consultation with Cormac because ultimately it's him that is the face of it and it was you know are you happy to do this do you want your yeah. face out there do you want an instagram account do you you know we haven't ventured onto tiktok because he really doesn't want to currently you know that's his decision okay. yeah. and you know yeah. it, it, it is enough to manage youtube twitter Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Spotify. <laughs> you've done um, all these you've wonderful done amazing. platforms, isn't it? You know, you've, literally, yeah. you've gone from knowing nothing, like absolutely yeah. knowing nothing. Yeah. To, I don't know very much, to be honest. But yeah, I but think, I couldn't go. The everyday person out there couldn't go and get a recording and get it onto all these platforms and no. streaming and stuff because of the work. You, you know, without the amount of work to put in that you've had to put in. It's amazing yeah, what you've had I to suppose. put in. That's fair enough. Yeah. But, I mean, it has been my husband you know Cormac's dad has also been very involved we sort of mm. split it really um mm. you know there's lots lots of things that we didn't know because having obviously gone from nothing to then being signed to a label a lot of the admin for want of a better word mm. is done by the label so yeah. you know registering your songs because they're cover songs you know with the companies that you have to register so that all the different copyright things and all the different you know rights are all sorted and then you know how do you we had to claim the Spotify accounts back from the label which was fine mm. there was no issue with that at all but that was all just admin that we needed to do mm. then it was how on earth do you upload to Spotify you know how do mm. you get people to listen to you yeah. on Spotify yeah. you know all those things that we really had no clue about yeah <laughs> but I, I, I love the fact though Alison you've been really honest in just chatting now and saying you didn't have a bloody clue what you were doing <laughs> but to you know <laughs> yeah but you know to, I think to give you a lot of credit that you possibly don't do just some chat with you for a few minutes to say you know really well <laughs> done because 
you know, starting starting from nothing to go into where you are now, you know, that's starting a whole business. And that wasn't your intention to go to go into starting a business, you know. You're HR, you're a HR lead, yeah. and that's what you do. So I, yeah. I'd love to sort of know, you know, how and we talked about how Cormac sort of dealt with it, but how have you dealt with it, sort of taking on that lead of, of being this now businesswoman? Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> Wine and lots of it. Wine, yeah, yeah. need a bit of a wardrobe because I've sat around on my ass so much doing all this research. Um, I think it's very much a case of you don't – you can't see the wood for the trees I think really in that sort of situation um you know ultimately though there is also a moral ethical aspect that you have to consider because predominantly my product is the child and that's my child and it's really hard to balance that because whilst you want the best for your child and you think the best is of course going to be creating this you know, wonderful opportunity and letting him realise that through hard work and dedication and commitment, it doesn't matter that the label didn't want to do something, you can do just as good a job yourself, that all those sorts of things. And I I don't mean that with any disrespect to the label, because the label were fabulous, you know, and Mm -hmm. had I been them, I wouldn't have wanted to do a second album, because you know, you've got to take all these things into consideration, you know, as yeah. to, at the end of the day, they're a business and the yeah. numbers have to work up. And again, their product is a child with a shelf life, you know, let's face it, because the boy's voice is only going to sound like that for a certain amount of time. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, all of those things chucked into the mix, ultimately it's all about what Cormac wants and what he is happy with and what he is comfortable with. Mm. And, you know, as we go through all of that on a daily basis and you know it's constantly checking back he's very much involved in all of his stuff that he does because you know at the end of the day it's it's his face that's out there not mine um and you know his whole sort of his, his little character is what is starting to come through now because he's very capable of talking for himself you know I don't need to speak for him I mean all the tv interviews and everything that we did it got to the point where I didn't even really need to be there because he was quite happy just to chat away without me and they're not interested in what I have to say you know because it's not about me and my singing but I think from that (laughs) thankfully that really would have been a very short (laughs) journey (laughs) I think I'd have been able to. Oh, I build thought you were going to do a little. Um, I thought no. you were going to do a little song for us, then, Alison. Go on. <laughs> Did you think I was going to Celine Dion out of the hat? No, definitely not. Oh, I hope um, not. I'm not. I'm not a Celine fan, no. so I hope not. No. <laughs> I just genuinely think, really, it's you know, it's been belief, I suppose, but in a way non-belief as well because mm. going back to what I said about the product you know any every business needs a product and that's ultimately yeah. what you're selling and you know I've been very lucky in that my product has been so good you know the output of singing the level of you know um recordings that we've been able to do that has been because you know when I started to sort of say to Cormac about, you know, should we do Instagram? It was like, well, why? So I had to, sort mm. of, you know, explain all that. 
But then we were really lucky to be contacted by a gentleman who had actually find out about Cormac through the album, but then find him on Instagram. He then got in touch with him on Instagram. And he is the pianist that is on a lot of Cormac's recordings, a guy called Dominic Ferris. He is a producer as well. And But if Dominic hadn't done that, I don't think we would have done what we've done, not to the level that we had got to anyway. Because when we started to look at recording studios and all those sorts of things, you know, we were completely clueless. We didn't know one microphone to another microphone. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. the kit that you have in a recording studio really makes a big difference. And with Dominic, he comes as a package with a guy called Simon Hanhart, who is an amazing sound engineer. He's a producer as well, but he's a mix engineer mm-hmm. too. But, you know, yeah, I wouldn't have been a sound engineer from a flipping mechanical engineer at one point you know and I think from that point of view those are all the things that you have to learn as well but we were Mm. so lucky that Dominic got in touch because you know Dominic had the knowledge he had Simon he had this amazing studio that we went to in London that then gave us the means in which to create these great songs and then it was well how do we video them you know how Mm. do we get them out onto Spotify you know there's just so much you just don't think about beyond all the rest of it and I think it's been really fun but it has been really stressful because you're always then as well thinking am I doing the right thing you know is this Mm. what we should do because his voice will ultimately change it's not like being a girl I mean a girl's voice does change but not as dramatically as what a boy does yeah yeah you know his his voice you will if we put Cormac in a room and play music to, to, you know, the same boy effectively singing 12 months apart, you won't know it's the same person singing. So, you know, you also have to sort of then think, well, you know, is he going to sound like a, you know, scolded cat when he's... (laughs) (laughs) We don't think he will. You know, there's there's every indication that his adult voice will be just as good and we hope it even better Mm -hmm. than his child voice provided it's treated properly and that was the other thing you know we did never want to sort of push his voice we didn't want him to sing high longer than was natural for him yeah so that's thing we've always built in as well so when we went back to the studio for the last time in August of last year we were very very clear that we wanted to be singing songs that were in the range that he was in we didn't want to pretend that he was still singing high because obviously ultimately that's a lot of what his audience enjoys to hear. Um, so it was very much always as to what was best for Cormac, I think. And, yeah. you know, we are where we are now and we've managed to achieve an awful lot. But ultimately, you know, I have been very encouraged by how lovely and kind all the people who on on social media have been. You know, you do get the odd person who's not quite so kind but that's to be expected you know and yeah you know I just need to make sure that you know we're not reading those comments on a Friday night halfway down a bottle of Merlot you know that's kind of (laughs) (laughs) we don't know what the response would be then would we (laughs) no and I think from then you just have to be so careful of all of that and you know we'll just have to sort of see what happens next really and the whole product thing, you know, I've been very lucky. The singing is beautiful. And that's ultimately why people follow his social media because they enjoy listening to him sing. 
And this is another journey, though, because there is there are only a certain amount of people who enjoy listening to a child sing. So in effect, I'm going to have to start again. You know, whenever his mm. voice changes, there will be some people who come with him who will be yeah. happy to follow his journey, who will enjoy listening to him singing. But, you know, he is going to be a teenager in the middle of that. So Lord only knows what he's going to want to sing. God's help um, you. I can't see all the lovely little ladies, you know, and all the really kind gentlemen who are, you know, not young in that respect. Um, mm. They'll be wanting to listen to what Cormac might sing next. So yeah. it's going to be quite an interesting few years. But the next 12 months ultimately are going to be the the, the, the weirdest, I think, for Cormac as much as anything else. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, although, you know, you've because you've learned how to do all the behind the scenes stuff as well, that kind of knowledge is already there so when you start over. But I know that the other side of it, um, obviously I know this because of knowing the ins and outs of what's been going on the last couple of years, Alison. It's one thing learning the technical side and learning how-tos and all that, but you've basically been running and driving around that country, this country for the last two years, here, there, everywhere, in secrecy, not in secrecy, dashing <laughs> down to London, back up, child in school, child out of school, back down to here, and it's just been like a whirlwind, you know. I mean, how many times have you tried to come and see me and we've had to cancel because there's been an event on that I've not been allowed to be t- told about. And I'm like, you know, three months later, he's on Britain's Got Talent. And I'm like, oh, so that's where you should have been when you, that's where you were when you kids should have been seeing me. But you've been, it's that. been mental. That's a good it's been excuse, mental for you. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't, I'm going to record on BBC and Britain's Got yeah. Talent. Um, you know, so as, as a family, you know, what, what are you, have you had a lot of time out at all recently or that you can mm. actually just have chill time? Because obviously school gets no. in the way as well. Yeah. No, we haven't. And I, I do actually firmly believe that we do need that. Um, mm-hmm. So that is something that we are going to, because with him being at school, he, he goes to boarding school, as I said, and that is all as a result of his singing. But, you know, it has been full on because every time he is then home for a holiday up until this Christmas, mm-hmm. there has always been something to prepare for that we have had to use mm-hmm. the school holidays to do. Yeah. So... You know, it's been, whether it's been going to the studio, whether it's been preparing for the BGT audition, whether it's been preparing for the chorus of the year, um, you know, all these recordings and all the wonderful singing that goes on them doesn't just happen by waking yeah. up one morning and saying, oh, I'm going to sing this song. And by the evening, it sounds wonderful. You know, it's not like that at all. So, you know, that's a really good point, actually, Jane, from that point of view, because we really do need to, I think, just regroup and you know we are going to do that at some point we hope in the early part of the summer where Cormac finishes school at the beginning of July and we're quite excited about not doing anything because there's nothing planned there's no recordings there's nothing for that amount now I'm hoping that that will remain the case and then we will certainly do make that remain the case because we are going to America in the summer again. He's wanting to try and do some songwriting. That's the next sort of thing that, you know, while his voice is all sort of up in the air, it's a case of he plays the guitar and he plays the piano and he has started to sort of learn to write songs. So, you know, the, there's lots and lots of different things that he can focus on while he isn't singing. Mm. So, you know, that, that will all be an interesting yeah. thing for you as well. Question for me, I guess, Alison, is obviously you're, you know, you're super busy. You're, you're a mum, you're now a businesswoman, you know, you've got lots going on. Is there an option for you to hand this over to somebody so you can have some 
a bit of downtime? Um, there Have you probably about that at all? Um, <laughs> that would take money <laughs> Lot. um it's a it's a negative equity project uh yeah, you know it's, yeah. it's not uh you know streaming music i think it's not 0.04 p per stream or something like that so oh unless, loads of money loads of money <laughs> <laughs> unless you're sharing on your you know streaming billions of streams it really is yeah. a love project let's say but okay i think the other thing for me is, you know, I would like to think that at some point, you know, someone will mm. come along and say, you know, Cromack is very talented and we'd like to manage him or, you know, we, would, we yeah. would get an agent and that would create opportunities that we haven't sought so far because, you know, at the end of the day, he's still a child, you know, and he's yeah. still he's yeah. close to the team. And, mm. you know, yes, we could get him an agent and yes, we could, you know, probably have more opportunities to go gallivanting around the countryside doing exciting things but you know he also needs time to be a child and yeah. that's yeah. thing that we want him to do because yeah. ultimately you know it's a bit like anything if you peak too soon by the time you're you know 20 or whatever he'll be has been and I'd much rather yeah. that he gets some proper experience he gets some you know life with friends all those sorts of things and you know it, it's fine some people are really happy to be out of school and doing things like that Cormac is you know I'm sure if somebody said come along and do this really exciting thing Cormac would love to do that mm-hmm. but I would rather that that would just happen by accident rather than seeking it at this stage we mm-hmm. feel that the yes. right thing to do having done so much would be to yeah. do that yeah. but mm-hmm. I'm not ready to hand over yet just you know to <laughs> Yeah, we can't afford to, it's your baby, you know, we, isn't it? But we would have to pay somebody to do it. Yeah. You know, if, for example, we wanted somebody to take over marketing or do more of it or whatever, you know, and we really don't do a great deal Jane. of marketing. Jane oh, loves we had those social media posts. She <laughs> is her absolute favourite. Social media is oh, Jane's God. absolute favourite. Jane hates social media posting. I hate doing it. I hate doing it, yeah. yeah. Alison, Alison and I do talk about things like that, but I but I, I, yeah. I give you advice and here's what you can do and should do. Yeah. Always, yeah. But I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> no, and I think that's the thing, though, because... I don't necessarily want to go hell for leather at it and while it's just me doing it I can sort mm. of do as much or as little as I want you know and yeah if I do you know what I don't necessarily want a whole load of social media activity for us this week then I just don't post anything and it's not yeah. consistent you know and I don't really I, I feel as well at the minute it does have a nice personal touch to it because it is us mm-hmm. and I, you know I don't want to necessarily work with schedulers and you know well, what's this you know I, I just it doesn't feel like the right time I think you know and yes I could but it, mm. it, we don't have plans for that currently because you know this is kind of something that I feel we need to keep within ourselves in order to keep it real as well yeah you've got to do what works for you you've got to do what works for you you know I think if it doesn't work for you and you like what you're doing now and everything's like you said you're in control at the moment then keep doing what you're doing yeah absolutely and I have a connection with it Cormac has a connection with it you know we know who we're talking to whenever we are on social media we know we Mm. have the relationships with the 
recording people with the studios and we feel that that's just the right level for the fact that he is a child and you know as he gets older and if he wants to you know go down this route because we don't know whether he does yet or not then it's he he is the master of his destiny and it's what he wants for his career not what we want so we can just as long as we've created a platform from which he can do whatever he wants to do then yeah I would consider that and if we were to outsource it in any way I feel that there would be a risk it would all get out of hand and I don't yeah. want that for him just at no, the moment. No. I think what you've created, Alison, is an amazing, as you say, it's that personal piece where it is, you know, it's yourself, it's Cormac, it's him, he's the face of it and he's involved yeah. in it yeah. all with all the, the, you know, all the sort of followers and everything, which I think is fantastic. I think what you've done is pulled together is something that a lot of people would not even contemplate or start doing. They'd be like, oh, well, there's no there's no uh, record deal, so you know, we'll just leave it at that then. So I think what you've done is amazing. Mm. Um, you know, so just to wrap it all up, you know, I think um, obviously anyone out there listening to Cormac who would absolutely agree, you know, his voice and the music and, you know, what you produce is, is fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Thank um, you. Really well done. Really well done. Yeah. Um, so final question, Alison, final question, which always is, is um, <laughs> what's your favourite cake? We like to ask everybody what your favourite cake is. I love coffee cake as long as it's not sprinkled with horrible walnuts. Oh, oh, everyone loves it. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were on I my don't... side then. I thought you were going to say coffee and walnuts. Okay. No, Still be my friend. Okay. I love coffee cake, uh, but oh, I'm not so keen on the... Definitely do you cake. like? Do you like lemon drizzle? I do, but I prefer a coffee cake. If there was a coffee cake and a lemon drizzle cake, it would be a coffee cake every time. Because I love the lemon drizzle because I hate coffee cake and I love lemon drizzle. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to start scoring these, James. Like once a week. We may start scoring them once a week. Oh, brilliant. Alison, if anyone wants to follow Cormac or listen to his songs, where can they find him? The best thing to do is to go to his website all the links to everything, his YouTube, all of his social media, and there's actually videos on there as well. And his website is www.cormacthompson.com. And that's Cormac with an K and Thompson with a P. And there's just, just, if I could also just say, um, we have got six unreleased tracks. Um, We are, a big thing that we've really enjoyed doing is the videos. We're going to Ireland, hopefully in a couple of months, uh, in a couple of weeks, to shoot our final fancy video, and we've got six new songs coming up in the next sort of six to seven months. So, you know, do Exciting. join us for the next stage. Oh, well, well, you know me, I'm always behind it, Alison. I'm sure yeah, you're playing, and so's your mummy. <laughs> I know, I know. So listen. Um, it's been lovely having you on our show today, yeah. Alison. And just so listeners know, so Alison agreed to come on to do this today. So she's been interviewed by the lovely Helen and I, but she's also been interviewed by Susanna Reid in the past. So, like, I mean, yeah. do you know, I know. comparison so as I'm very happy to talk to you. Um, although, obviously, Susanna <laughs> want another chat. I would happily agree to that too. <laughs> oh, there we go. We'll, ta- we'll tag her in this. Um, we'll tag her in this we'll podcast, James. 
Yeah, yeah. We'll do fabulous that. female podcast. That's that's how it rolls, isn't it? That's how you. That's roll. how we roll. Yeah. Oh, oh Alison, like, it's been really great to talk you. to you. Congratulations on what you've done. You know, thank I think what, like I said earlier, what you've achieved is brilliant, and obviously they were the wonderful Cormac. So thank you so thank much you. for um, for coming on today. Yes, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, our leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review.